Welcome to Believe in Arkansas, where we believe free people are capable of extraordinary things. Now, here is the host of Believe in Arkansas, Ryan Norris. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of or segment of Believe in Arkansas, where we believe that free people are capable of extraordinary things. And we're trying to come to you with content that we feel addresses some of our state's most pressing problems and allows us to discuss how we can access our potential as a state to solve some of these problems. And today, we've got a really interesting segment for you because it's something affecting every single person in the state. And the issue is inflation. If you've been doing any shopping whatsoever, you are seeing the the cost of living is increasing at the grocery store, at uh, cars, you name it. If you've been out shopping for an item, you're noticing that it is costing you more or that you're paying a similar amount, but getting less of it. And that is a problem. It affects our quality of life uh, as Americans. Um, Not to be able to, to have that check stretch as far as we want it to stretch. Uh, to meet the needs of our families. Very important topic. And we're going to have uh, an expert on this issue. Uh, Paige Terry Bear, our fiscal policy analyst at the John Locke Foundation, is joining us. And just to, to frame this up before we get to Paige, is the consumer price index hit a 39-year high last October. The core inflation rate, excluding food and beverage, rose to a 30-year high. Families and businesses are operating in the biggest broad-based price inflation in a generation. So we're talking 40, 50 years, you know, increase here. And, and this is causing, again, quality of life issues for folks. And there was a quote that, as we did research on inflation, that I came across by Ronald Reagan. He said, inflation is as violent as a mugger or as frightening as an armed robber and as deadly as a hitman. I just had a conversation with my grandmother up in her 80s, and she's concerned about inflation. She's a pensioner, and she is not seeing her check buy as much groceries or as much medication as it previously had. So this is a very important topic. It affects every single one of us. And I'd like to introduce everybody, Paige Terryberry with John Locke. Thank you, Paige, for being on Believe in Arkansas. Ryan, thanks so much for having me. You know, Paige, this is a big, important issue. I can't, I just can't state that enough. I think that everybody is feeling this. Uh, I think it's being reflected in the political, uh, the political processes that are that are in play, and in the campaigns as they head towards twenty twenty two. People are talking about inflation and want to hear some solutions on this. And I don't know if uh, if everybody understands what the what inflation is or, you know, what kind of keeps it going. So what, let's kick it off there. You know, what is inflation? Let us know. Absolutely. And, and I'll start by saying, like you said, you know, inflation is not a popular topic. It's not something that necessarily uh, takes up our conversation um, unless it's happening. And like you were saying, it's affecting, it's affecting all of us. And in fact, it's, it's quite complex and has a lot of negative connotations, um, and it's gotten to the point today where it's affecting all of us. And as individual consumers going to the gas pump, going to the grocery store, we're feeling it. 
So it merits discussion now more than ever, especially with these high numbers, like you were saying, a 40-year high, that's really impressive um, and really worrisome. Um, and it's much more front of mind than, say, the national debt, for example, which is, of course, a huge deal, uh, but it feels rest- less pressing in our daily lives. So inflation is broadly um, the, the broad rise in prices and the fall in value of your money. So simply put, uh, too many dollars chasing too few goods. So going back to your Econ 101 course, the supply and demand, we have really high demand right now, um, part of it from you know, pandemic-related people not spending, and a really low supply. Um, and as Milton Friedman stated, and this is, this is really important, the economist Milton Friedman stated, um, inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. So it is a, you know, a more rapid increase in the quantity of money than of output, he says, uh, meaning that this is not tax-related. This is not a fiscal uh, phenomenon. Right. Well, you know, this not being a tax, you know, tax issue, tax is a policy issue Mm -hmm. there. This is an inflation at such a level that most voters, the majority of voters, those eligible to vote right now, this is the highest that it's ever been in their lifetime, right? In their lifetime. And, you know, I came in, uh, I was was born uh, in the, in the late seventies, very late seventies. And uh, I had heard about the inflation that they faced back then, but we're say, seeing cost of living increases that have not been since, seen since 1982, Absolutely. and 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 gasoline increasing by 58 percent over last November. I mean that just puts the squeeze on your consumer. I I hear it everywhere that I go. Radio stations talking about how. People are needing to be paid more, which makes the price of services that they provide, such as childcare, uh, you know, even healthcare, things like that, that they're they're having to charge more, and the people just don't have it. And uh, you know, this is just a it's gone from just an interesting phenomenon, I think, to also just seeming to add to the fear that people are feeling about the future. Absolutely. Uh, and you said, you know, this is the biggest um, inflation folks have seen in their lifetime. I'm, I'm included in that. Um, and, and for voters, we did a um, John Locke Foundation did a poll um, a few months ago where 77 percent of voters said that inflation is a bigger concern than unemployment. Seventy seven percent. That's that's a big number wow. um, and something that, um, you know, it's, it's affecting all of us. And I mean, that was a question I was going to ask next. You know, who is this affecting? And I know it's affecting me and my family. It's it's affecting business. Um, you know, are there other are there other industry areas or areas of our society that feel this first? Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned you mentioned gas prices. Um, so I'll first talk about kind of just how the CPI is measured. So CPI, the Consumer Price Index, which is the key indicator that measures the the change in prices paid by consumers for goods and services. And this includes, you know, uh, food, clothing, shelter, fuels, all the day-to-day living um, things. So in that way, it's pretty comprehensive. Um, It covers about 93% of the total population. So you mentioned gas, gas is up 58%. Food is up 6%. And of course, some food is up more beef, which is big um, uh, produced in Arkansas, 21% increase. Housing overall is up 4% um, wow. and energy is up 33%. Um, um, and of course, gas um, is, is uh, going to really determine kind of how people, you know, make their choices mm-hmm. um, and, and how they travel. Um, and that's affecting airplane travel as well. Um, um, 
all across the board. And then as far as who this is affecting, um, so, you know, the wealthy or the well-off, you know, they may barely notice a difference with inflation. Um, the low income, um, the retirees, those on fixed income, you mentioned your grandmother, um, <laughs> those people are going to be feeling this most because it, it eats up more of their um, their share of what they're spending on daily goods and services. They're going to have to make different choices. Um, uh, gasoline and grocery sectors are, are, are being hit really hard. Um, right. and so that's going to affect the low income most. Um, of course, debtors, you know, inflation lets debtors pay lenders back um, with money that is cheaper than when it was borrowed. So, so in that way, they're gaining in some way. Um, the stock market, which often benefits the wealthy again, um, mm-hmm. companies have a higher bottom line due to inflation because, and the dri- driving the market up. So nearly, nearly two out of three, uh, I saw this in a recent article, two out of three of the biggest U.S. publicly traded companies have reported fatter profit margins. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's crazy. And a recent um, University of Pennsylvania budget model I saw, um, this was from right before Christmas, um, estimated, and this is a this is a crazy number. Um, inflation, we estimate that inflation in 2021 will require the average US household to spend around thirty five hundred dollars more in 2021 mm-hmm. to achieve the same level of consumption. So wow. Lower income households actually are going to be spending more as a percentage of their income, about 7% they estimate, and higher higher income individuals are spending about uh, 6% more. So those are those are nothing to sneeze at numbers. Right. And you know, you're referencing that there's some businesses, you know, bigger businesses that are able to reflect higher profits. But mm-hmm. does this not also have the exact same fake effect on uh, state taxes, particularly sales taxes? Yes, where they're, they're going to they're going to gain more. In fact, here in Arkansas, right. there's uh, in December they say there was a twenty percent gain in sales tax revenue uh, over the previous fiscal year. Yeah, and not just sales tax. I mean, usually the government uh, benefits. Um, from inflation, which we'll we'll talk about, I'm sure later. But um, the government does does benefit because you're getting taxed. You're getting taxed more without um, benefit um, to your to your income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's a it's a winner for government when inflation happens, which then also puzzles us because we're asking them also to potentially solve for this as well. Right. So um, you know, so crazy, crazy kind of. Uh, conflict of interest potentially mm-hmm. in that. But I think we've we've established that this is an unusual type of inflation. It has many components and, and facets that are contributing to it. Uh, there is, is some usual inflation. Uh, and you know what what makes this so different compared to usual inflation? Right. Absolutely. So the usual inflation, um, the Fed says should be about you know two percent per year or so. Um, so this inflation, um, you know, it is pandemic related. And when I say pandemic related, you know, obviously everyone's talking about the pandemic we have been for for a while now. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily referring to the virus, but people's reaction to the virus. So, you know, individual and government reaction. So people stopped spending during the virus and now they want to spend. So that picks up significantly. Um, and that affects, um, you know, a separate but related issue of, of supply chains and labor shortages. Um, of course, at the beginning, especially there's a lot of uncertainty with how you're going to spend your money. So people are stopping traveling, they're staying home. Um, and then you have, of course, 
the government, state and local, um, shutting sectors down. Um, you know, I think of the hospitality sector in particular, hotels and restaurants, tourist hotspots really took a beating. And of course, the main point that I wanted to get to, uh, government stimulus. Um, and this is this is Milton, Milton Friedman's point about the monetary phenomenon. Um, this inflation is unusual because we have, um, you know, US GDP is around 20, 20 trillion in the last few years. Um, and this is, um, a, and I keep saying this is a crazy number, but including 2020 and 2021, stimulus spending for COVID was 27% of GDP. So if you look, if you go on FRED, the um, Federal Reserve um, website in St. Louis, and look at the money supply chart, there's a massive spike in the money supply um, in 2020 and in this and in this last year. Um, and that's um, the crazy kind of spending, new money, new printing of money. Um, as early as June of 2020, we had tripled the amount of stimulus that was mm -hmm. used in the entire 2008-2009 recession. Um, and, and this is true at a global level. Well, if we're printing more money, spending more money, it has been tweeted out by the president that his Build Back Better plan is a antidote to inflation. But if we're pumping more dollars into the economy, because a lot of that would have to be debt-based financing right. for these projects, it right. seems that it would do the opposite, <laughs> correct? Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting that this becomes political and, um, you know, this is inflation has unfortunately always been, been a political issue. And, um, you know, you have the Democrats saying, oh, well, we have the ticket, we have the answer, just pass, build back better. Um, but like I said at the beginning, you know, we have a the demand and supply issue. This uh, build back better would attack supply and feed demand, which is going to accelerate inflation. Um, build back better implicitly taxes work um, through subsidies and explicitly taxes it uh, through corporations. Mm -hmm. uh, but really, this this massive amounts of spending, um, you know, more free stuff sounds fantastic. Uh, but that's that's kind of how we got here. Is is this you know? "Quote unquote free money," which is not not free. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean it's costing us. It, it's costing us. We think you know it sounds good. Mm -hmm. uh, I I know folks who were saying, "Please don't send us a check." You know, I don't need another check. Uh, you know, during the during the stimulus period of time, I know that there were folks that could use it, and you know we should target it. It should be time time restrained and and all of that. But we pumped so much in that now we're feeling those effects. And we had talked about a component of inflation being uh, the supply chain. And I was listening to NPR and the gentleman was talking about the global supply chain, uh, particularly in the area of shipping. But when asked how long does he think that will become a problem that contributes to inflation, he actually said it's around for, a, for quite a while. What's your your read on this? How long can we maybe anticipate inflation being at these levels? Yeah, so you know, when you have twenty seven percent of of the what is GDP being spent as stimulus, new money, um, the economy is not a car. You can't just turn it off and turn it back on. Um, so you know, we don't know. We don't know how long this is going to take. Uh, but we do know that we have we have. Um, printed so much new money 
um, that, you know, in states, at the state level, states are sitting on huge surpluses. We have so much extra cash. Um, you can't, this is not something that you can just shut off and, and turn back on. Um, so it, it really depends on, you know, on people's reactions. And one of the first things would be, you know, no more stimulus. That would, that would help us get to a, to a better place. No more new money. Right. Right. Let that, let that level out mm-hmm. and maybe attempt to do things to support those, you know, there's policies that could possibly help the supply chain issues. Um, there's policies that could probably, uh, decrease the barriers to work, uh, for many that could maybe get the economy, you know, working again to the levels that it was pre COVID, uh, the, the you wrote a really awesome article about inflation, and what I really liked about this is you highlight some less obvious ways that inflation can affect people. We've talked about just the high cost of things, but talk to us about some of those less obvious ways that inf- inflation will affect. Yeah, absolutely. I'll start with um, one that I thought was was really interesting. I hadn't thought of before. Um, I saw a, a press release on it. Um, so, then at the federal level, um, the Social Security Administration announced an increase to um, pensions, um, so benefits to retirees. So we talked about how those people are going to be disproportionately disadvantaged with inflation uh, because they're on a they're on a fixed they might be on a fixed income. So at the federal level. Um, the um, sorry, the cost of living adjustment is tied to inflation. So they announced a 5.9% increase in the cost of living adjustment benefits, um, and that's going to affect 70 million Americans beginning this year. Um, so that change is due to inflation, as these are um, that's tied to consumer price index. Um, and then since then, I've also seen, um, or one thing I learned uh, historically after the inflation that happened under President Carter, which is kind of what so many people think of when they think of inflation is the, you know, the gas lines under, under President Jimmy Carter. After that happened, um, Reagan adjusted tax brackets to inflation so that if your wages go up with inflation, you might be bumped mm-hmm. to a higher tax bracket. Now you're going to pay more, which is, you know, no fault to you. And this was ad- adjusted in the early 80s. So this Social Security Administration move kind of um, reminds us of that. And actually states along with Arkansas have done this, mm-hmm. um, not all states, but states with, um, with um, income taxes in, in brackets have adjusted those brackets to inflation, which is um, a good thing. And that's one thing, um, one thing that the article talks about. Yeah. And we just indexed the standard deductions here in Arkansas in this last special session that we had uh, back in mm-hmm. the early part of the winter. So, there's there's a good policy passed here in Arkansas that can help us mitigate a little bit the impacts, uh, the negative impacts of inflation on your tax bill. Uh, so that's a that's a positive. So hey, hooray for Arkansas on that Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, would, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to mention that you know the rest of the article just talks about kind of some of the different ways that businesses are having to deal with this issue. So businesses are confronted with higher costs higher raw material costs. It's more expensive to hire people. Um, and so, you know, there's a few ways that they're handling it. Some may close for good. Um, mm-hmm. Some may cut costs in certain ways, which I mentioned in the article. Um, and, and some may automate. And and the way they cut costs is, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, you may see less bacon in this um, 
in the bacon bag for the same price. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may see, you know, smaller, um, less items on on the menu when you go out to eat because they're specializing in the higher profit margin items, and um, you know, therefore there'll be less less variety. So all all kinds of ways that businesses are going to get creative and and uh, deal with this issue. Yeah, and you know, fewer discounts and promotions. I, I read that in there, and you you know, for someone that's a coupon clipper like myself, you know, I've I've actually seen that. It's not quite as big a section in the Sunday paper, yeah. or that I'm getting in my mailboxes. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, going over to the um, another industry that's really affected the hotel industry, um, especially with COVID, mm-hmm. um, hotels are having trouble finding enough staff to make, make their beds. And they're also being confronted with higher costs. So they may cut back on amenities. The room service may not come every single um, day to your hotel room. Um, restaurants maybe may cut their hours, um, all different kinds of ways that uh, folks can kind of buckle up or, or automate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, it's effect inflation is affecting again, I'd say quality of life, quality of service. Um, putting us really putting a squeeze on us. So we're in now, it is officially a election year, 2022. Everybody's thinking about who they're going to be supporting. Um, inflation, as you've referenced, is a top priority issue. Paige, what would you like to hear from candidates when they're asked about inflation and what we could potentially do? What are the solutions or, or, or talking points you'd love to hear from them? Yeah. So I think first I would look for a leader who acknowledges it as something uh, that people care about. Like we talked about, you know, 70% of North Carolinians said this is an important issue. So someone who acknowledges this, um, you know, not tied to their, um, you know, key um, piece of legislation that they're trying to pass. Biden has consistently talked about inflation with regards to build back better um, as a kind of a, a marketing tool, it seems to get that off the ground, which um, has not has not worked so far. Um, so a leader who'll take it seriously, acknowledge it that it, that it's something that people care about, um, and commit to fiscal responsibility, um, because that's how that's how I think we we help um, with our our bloated economy. You know, unfortunately, we've been we've been backed into a corner by spending all this money, um, and so someone who's committed to to uh, fiscal fiscally responsible actions um, is going to be important. Definitely, definitely agree. Well, Paige, thank you very much for your insights on inflation. It is on the minds of of all Americans, it appears right now. Uh, for those of you that are listening, you can go to johnlock.org. That's J-O-H-N-L-O-K-C-K-E. So J-O-H-N-L-O-C-K-E dot O-R-G. And you can read some more of the articles that uh, Paige has written, see some of the research that uh, she has uh, conducted, and just learn a little more about how these issues are affecting everyday Americans. Uh, this is something we've got to get a handle on. It's, 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 again, getting to scary levels when you are hearing people say that, you know, they're having too much month and not enough check and they're having to cut back in certain areas uh so Paige, thank you again for being on believe in arkansas and we look forward to having you back on again at some time in the not so distant future thanks so much ryan thank you everyone for joining and remember that at believe in arkansas we believe that free people are capable of extraordinary things have a great day
Thank you for joining us for Believe in Arkansas, where we believe free people are capable of extraordinary things. If you believe in Arkansas and would like to help unlock our state's potential, go to www.believeinar.com to learn more and join the movement today.